Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Almost like Beth, you're a love it and hate it character. Man, you stir the good. pot a little bit. There's a ton of people that want me to go to the trade station for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We saw very little of Walker during the season premiere of Yellowstone, but that figures to change. Actor Ryan Bingham says he'll play a big role during season five, just as he did last year when his feud with Lloyd was the best sideshow on television. Speaking of that fight, wait until you hear Ryan describe a moment in filming that went hilariously wrong. Spoiler alert, everyone was covered in blood. <laughs> Funny, right? <laughs> I'm Addison Hager, and today, Billy Dukes catches up with Brian Bingham to talk about how his music career informed some of his best scenes from Yellowstone. If you didn't know, he is a tremendously talented singer and songwriter who won a Grammy and an Emmy long before Taylor Sheridan picked him up to play Walker. These days, Taylor and Walker work together to find the best from his catalog for key scenes, like that time he sat down and played while Beth weeped openly about everything right and wrong in her life. We definitely asked about that. Another episode recap is coming Monday with more cast interviews promised throughout season five of Yellowstone and beyond. Cole Hauser, Luke Grimes, and Kelsey Aspill are three more who we've spoken with previously. So tap follow wherever you podcast and consider leaving a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way to let others know that Yellowstone fans meet here. Staff at tasteofcountry.com is the email for continued conversation and look out for our videos at Taste of Country YouTube channel. So will Walker survive season five? What's it like to fight Lloyd? What is Walker's last name? All of this and more as actor and singer Ryan Bingham joins Billy Dukes right now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey, Billy, how are you? Ryan, good, man. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you as well. Where are you zooming in from today? I'm zooming in from Hamilton, Montana. Okay. Did, now, I know Luke Grimes got a place out there after spending a lot of time on the show. Did, did you put down stakes in Montana as well, or are you just um, just on vacation? Or are you still filming? Uh, no, sir. Just uh, on vacation. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Uh, Ryan, of course, plays Walker on Yellowstone. Um, does Walker have a last name? You know, I don't think he does. I think he just he's just uh, he's just Walker Lone Ranger, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I asked that as kind of a silly question, but I, I know a lot of times an actor, when they're diving into a character, might give that character a little bit of a backstory that we 
never even see or hear mention of on screen. Did you do that? Did you kind of fill in the blanks for yourself uh, with regards to Walker and maybe, I don't know, give him a, a, a political ideology or uh, a favorite sports team or, or anything like that? No, not necessarily. I just tried to, you know, imagine where this guy's from and, and maybe what he's been through. But I really leave all of that up to Taylor Sheridan. What's your favorite part about playing Walker? You know, it's uh, it's probably one of my favorite things. Is It's kind of, uh, I get to be a little bit of myself in Walker, you know. Uh, definitely he has his trials and tribulations and, and things that happen to him on this show that are out of his control. But, uh, um, you know, I did grow up in, in New Mexico and West Texas, and I've always romanticized about Montana and, and cowboying up in that country. And so it, uh, it, it's, it's really been a blast. It's just a lot of fun to get up there and, and be horseback in those mountains and, um, and just kind of take it as it comes. You know, I really enjoy really not knowing what's going to happen next. And, um, and, you know, Walker as his character, he kind of comes in and out of the bunkhouse and he's not necessarily privy to a lot of the conversations between the Dutton family and all of that. So he's just really kind of taking it day by day. And, um, and I, and I, and I like keeping it that way. He's such an interesting character because he's sort of at times caught between hero and villain. Uh, do you think eventually he'll have to choose one way or the other? You know, I think so. I, I mean, I, I mean, I really, it's a, it, there's a bit of a conflict there. He's damned if he does and damned if he don't, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I know he's, he's, uh, uh, they've tried several times to, to send him down, down the line to the train station. And he always seems to bounce back and find a way out of trouble. And, um, I don't know. I hope he keeps us navigating it the same way, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think he is a loyal guy and he's loyal to rip and the ranch and, and uh, also just, I think in his heart, you know, he's it's, uh, he's kind of guy that just likes to stay out of trouble as much I as can't, he can. I can't decide if he's resilient or just damn lucky. I think he's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you personally? I mean, would you describe yourself as as a lucky person or more resilient? Uh, definitely a bit of both and probably a lot more on the lucky side. Has there been any scene that you've been a part of um, – in Yellowstone that was somewhat on the nose to something that you sort of lived through or something that you were able to really draw from a personal experience to put into that character or into that moment. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of scenes playing in those old bars, you know, I really, mm -hmm. you know, back when I was living in Texas and I was working on ranches and, and playing the rodeos on the weekends and the, and the honky tonks, that was really kind of something that I'd, I'd been through and lived through. And so that was something that was definitely on the nose. Okay. Yeah, that part probably pretty comes pretty easy for you. Do you consider yourself an actor at this point? I mean, you've been doing it now for four seasons and you've had other roles. Would you add actor to like the first line of your LinkedIn page? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I really would, you know, I, I think yeah. that I get to be so much of myself on this show and, um, you know, I, I mean, I guess I can, I've been doing it for a while now, but, uh, I don't know. I think, you know, on the music side of things, there's a, you know, a serious amount of, of dues that you have to pay to go through and, and, and spend that time on the road. And, um, 
And, you know, I'm not necessarily sure I, I've done that on the acting side yet. So I, there's, I guess, a part of me that do, doesn't feel like I deserve it in, in a way. And I, I know a lot of the other actors and actresses on the show have worked so hard at their craft to do what they do. And, and, and I've seen, you know, the day in and day out of auditions and the lifestyle of moving to one show and, and thing to the next. And I have so much respect for them and, um, you know, I feel like I just got really lucky that I could play the guitar and, um, and then I could also ride horses and I came from, you know, a ranching background and I used to rodeo. And so a lot of the, the stuff on the show for me of being a cowboy in the bunkhouse on a ranch in Montana came, came really natural. And, um, but for a lot of the other, other folks on the show, you know, they've really worked really hard to be, um, you know, one, like get comfortable around horses and, and livestock and, and what that job ass of them and um I, I think it's really incredible to see um how far everybody has come uh you know to kind of make those transitions yeah. and become the, those characters that they, they have become and um yeah. you know i don't know if i could give myself as much credit as uh you know for the kinds of things that, that they've done as being you know real actors and real real thespians so to speak Ryan Bingham plays Walker on Yellowstone, and he's here today representing Lone River Ranch Water and the new Ranch Rita. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. And I also want to ask you about a couple of really memorable Walker scenes. But just to kind of back up to what you just said about some of the other actors on the show, when you come on set and Kevin Costner's there with his legacy and his resume, you don't strike me like a guy who would get intimidated or starstruck. But on the other hand, it's Kevin Dam Costner. Uh, how did you feel the first time you met him or were on set with him? You know, I, I don't know if I was uh, starstruck, but I was definitely, um, uh, you know, this is somebody that I've, I've seen on screen since I, I was a young kid. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've watched his movies with my grandparents and my parents and friends. And it, there's a definite, uh, uh, you know, there's a, a level of respect that I have for that guy and, and all of the things that he has done. And so, um, you know, his, his presence demands that too, you know, he doesn't even have to say a word. You just, you know, just being kind of in his, in his space and around him, it's, uh, it's re he's a really in inspiring human being. And it's, um, it's uh, really cool to kind of watch him move through the world and, and do what he does. Will he give you like direct acting advice? Um, if you need help with a scene or, or a line, you know, I, I actually haven't really had many scenes with Kevin. There's only been a couple and, and he's, he's never, true. he's never, uh, I've never really had that experience with him on the show. Like, you know, probably other folks have had, you know, the, the only few scenes I've had with him have been pretty short and, yeah. you know, didn't really involve many lines on my part. So, um, I know he's always been really generous and courteous with his time. Like, you know, someone like him is, is, is a very busy person and he always takes a minute to come by and say hello and shake your hand and, and ask how you're doing. And I've always uh, respected him a lot for that of just, you know, taking the time to, to acknowledge you and, and say hi, you know, uh, when I'm sure he has so many places he needs to be at once and, um, and a lot of people who, who demand his attention a lot. So, um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for that man. You've certainly spent a lot of time on screen with Forey J. Smith, uh, especially in season four, as you guys duked it out in the bull ring. Um, take me into the filming of, of that scene. I mean, it was a, a pretty epic extended fight between you and a, a guy who's in great shape, but he's also 63 years old. Uh, what was filming <laughs> that? What was filming that like? 
Yeah, it was great. You know, uh, there's a really, really great crew of stunt guys on the shows, uh, starting with um, Jason Rodriguez and Jordan Warwick and um, all the guys that co- coordinate those fight scenes. You know, it's uh, it was a really long day and there were a lot of pieces to that. And I really enjoyed uh, working with um, with J-Rod and Jordan and those guys and like, uh, you know, choreographing the fight and all of that and with, and with, and with Forey as well. It's just it was neat to see how they put all that together, you know, because when you, you're reading it on the script and you're like, wow, like, how are we going to do this or how do we yeah. pull this off? And for me, this is, you know, really my first experience with that. I, that was the first time I'd ever been in a fight scene and, you know, on acting and stuff, stuff like that. So um, for me, it was it, it was it was pretty cool just to watch how that all comes together and, you know, each and every fall and roll and every punch and all of that stuff. And um and then also, you know, once you do that and you spend all day doing it, you don't really get to see what it looks like till, you know, the next year once it's all edited together and, and that. So it's it's really uh, neat to see how it gets, it's all put together. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So is each punch and roll sort of scripted or are you sort of, is it just sort of a start and you're allowed to sort of go with momentum or kind of what you're feeling? Yeah, they, they, they have certain punches and things scripted so you know when to fall and where to roll okay. and, you know, how it's going to play out. And also just, you know, for safety stuff, you know, you really get in right. the, the middle of it and, you know, you you don't want, you know, they're, they're telling you you need to throw a punch with your right hand. You don't want the other guy to be ducking to the opposite direction. <laughs> you know, you want to make sure. Yeah. You're zigging when you're supposed to zag, and because <laughs> those punches are coming really close and mm-hmm. full force, and so um, you know, Forey and I, I think we both are cut from the same cloth of where we're from, and have our have had our own experiences with uh, barroom brawls and such. So um, that was really kind of fun to be able to go through that with him, and I I, I hope for all the fans and viewers out there, it, it came across as something that was, that felt real and authentic. Cause uh, it, it, I think it really did for us. How long's it been since you've been in a real fight? It's been a long time. I've had most of those yeah. days are behind me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I wonder if you could share a little movie magic about um, what it takes uh, to, to pull off like the, the scene where you're stabbed in the chest or, or even some of the or even the branding scene, like how is that made to look realistic? And um, I mean, certainly it was a shocking moment when, when Lloyd throws the knife at you, but how, how is that made to look realistic? And feel free to go in the weeds as much as you're comfortable doing. I, I, we kind of soak that up here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, man, the special effects, you know, and the costume designers on and the, the, all the the blood and the and the gore and all of that stuff is 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 so cool to to be a part of and, and watch how they do that and how they implant the knife in you and all of that stuff and I remember you know they had like a a, a plastic hose that kind of ran up my back and under my shirt so when um, 
when Hassie Harrison that, that plays Laramie, when she pulls the mm-hmm. knife out, you know, the blood's supposed to squirt out. And I remember like the first couple of takes, they had the pressure turned way up on that, on that line. And so when she pulled that knife out, it was like a Tarantino movie. Blood <laughs> sprayed all over the room and all over everybody. And, uh, you know, everybody just, you know, it, it, I know it's intense on the show, but it, there are, there, there are a lot of laughs that are going on. And it was just, um, a lot of fun putting all that together and, and, and seeing how they do that. And, um, yeah, I don't, you know, it, it was great. The other scene I think people remember with you from season four is is kind of on the opposite end of the scale and probably took a a totally different set of skills as an actor. But just sitting there playing that song opposite um, Kelly Riley and and Beth when she's having that emotional moment. I mean, it's built upon just a few scenes between a short, a few short but powerful scenes between Walker and Beth. But she has that moment where she just unloads emotionally and you're kind of forced to just take it in and soak it up and be there for her. take me into filming that scene and, and the dynamic between not only you and Kelly, but between Walker and Beth. You know, it, it was, uh, it was a fairly heavy scene, you know, I think, um, yeah. I mean, for one, you know, I, I wrote that song a long time ago and it, uh, it's a pretty heavy song for me. And, um, to kind of take it and, and put it into the context of what's going on in, into the show. And, and, you know, it's, um, it's just interesting how these songs can, can relate on multiple levels to different people. You know, I, I sometimes think about, you know, I, I have my own experience when I write these songs and how they come about. And then sometimes it feels like it's, um, it's like something that's getting channeled through me. And then, you know, you go out on the road and you play those songs for fans and people and you get to hear their stories and how they relate to the song, you know, if like someone, you know, just for example, like, man, I really feel like that song was written about me, you know, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And so I think it was a similar thing, um, you know, with Beth in the barn there. It's just like how these songs can kind of resonate with people and, and people can identify with them and whatever she was going through. And I think for me, I, uh, was just really trying to hold that space for her and for her character to be able to, you know, to express that, you know, and, and um, it was a, I feel like it was a, a really kind of magical moment. It's almost like being, I mean, you're a, a singer and songwriter and you're the lead singer. You're the star of the show when you're on stage, but almost in that moment, you're like the bass player or the rhythm section or a rhythm guitarist backing up, the star of that scene, which is Beth and her emotions. That's, I don't yeah. know, a little bit of a different take, I would think, from what you do on a, on stage and musically. You know, it was, but it wasn't. You know, I mean, I played, I've performed that song, I don't know how many times uh, all across this country and in other parts of the world. And then, you know, I've looked down and I've seen, you know, the whole front row or at least several people in the front row in tears crying, you know, feeling their emotions and seeing what they're going through. And so sometimes I know, yeah, maybe I'm the, the star of the show and I'm on stage playing these shows, but it's really the fans and the, the interaction between that, that makes it happen and makes it what it is. You know, I really, I don't feel like I would, you know, I, I wouldn't be out there playing them if people didn't want to hear them. And I, I think it's, it's, um, 
it's a very you know communal experience and um i don't know it's it's always uh really kind of feels like that's what I, I do it for you know and sometimes it's it's not it's not all about me you know it's, it's about everybody and then what people are getting out of the songs and and i feel like that kind of translated into the same situation on the show in that scene with with beth and um you know i don't know it always kind of amazes me of, of, of where things can go and how music can in, invoke such emotion do you and taylor work pretty closely together to decide which of your songs make the show or does he kind of just pick and choose yeah we do you know he'll always have a song you know you know he'll, he'll ask me you know for a certain scene he'll like he'll tell me that he has you know he'll envision me playing a certain song and um and usually i just kind of follow his lead on, on what he he feels would work um every now and then you know if, if i get into the song or we get into the scene and the scene feels a little bit different then I'll make a suggestion or maybe I'll have something new that he hasn't heard yet. And I'll, um, you know, send him a little recording or I'll just play it for him there live. And, like, you know, what do you think about this? It kind of feels like it might fit in this moment, you know, cause sometimes when you read it on script, it, um, you know, it reads one way, but then once you get into the environment and the room and, and you kind of see what the actors are doing with it, um, you know, the, it can change a little bit. So, um, we always kind of remain a little bit flexible, always, you know, follow his lead on what he wants initially and, and always try to just give him a few other options. And then ultimately, you know, um, it's his, his vision and, and his dream. So, um, you know, he decides on what he wants to use at the end of the day. I mentioned earlier that Ryan's uh, here representing Lone River Ranch Water. Um, and I remember listening to the uh, official Yellowstone podcast a year ago when you were talking to Jefferson White about, your relationship or you had a bit of a background with the founder of that company. How did you kind of get involved as not just the face of the company, but I, I think you're probably a little bit more than that. You have a little bit of a, a relationship with the founder, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, myself and, and Katie Beal Brown, we got a lot in common. Um, I think we both live and breathe, uh, you know, the culture of the American West and we grew up around a lot of the same stuff, just kind of the hardworking ranching life lifestyle. And, um, it's been, you know, it's really just been a way of life for us. And it's cool to see how she's created this brand that keeps the cowboy spirit alive. Um, it's, it's, it's been, um, you know, something I've been really proud of and, and, and proud of being a part of. I don't do a whole lot of brand things. And when this came up, it was just a real, you know, kind of no brainer, you know, they were, we're really cut from the same cloth and it was, a. uh, not only just kind of a, a good product that I like to drink as well, but I really like the people who created it. Yeah. Ranch Rita is, is the new product. And I, and I will say, mm -hmm. and I ain't just BS and my wife um, has made the switch from another product to, uh, to the Lone River um, this past year, uh, partially because of Yellowstone and listening to Yellowstone podcasts with me, but also because um, she, she can't eat, drink gluten. So it works really well for her to, when she wants a beer to have something a little bit more uh, refreshing. Perfect. Yeah, you don't you don't do many endorsements. I was thinking about that. You don't strike me as a guy who will take on just any product or any paycheck just to for the sake of doing it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I don't know. I just don't really. I don't want to feel like I'm a NASCAR <laughs> with a bunch of stickers on it. You know? uh, I don't know. The the music's been so personal for me and things like that. I I really tried to. Um, you know, 
respect the, the integrity around it. And, um, you know, yeah, maybe that doesn't always help me out so much. And I'm, I'm sure I could have been better off or taken certain deals and things like that, but I don't know. I guess it's at the end of the day, it's just kind of not who I am. It's playing the long game. I think. Yeah. Give me a, give me a, a tease, uh, uh, just a, a crumble of something juicy that I can, I can think about as it pertains to Walker in season five of Yellowstone. I know you can't spoil it, but can you give me a, a thumbnail sketch of where Walker might be headed, the trouble he might find himself into? <laughs> I can tell you that he's not dead yet. Yes. Although, you know what's funny about that? Is I think, almost like Beth, you're a love it and hate it character. Like people would there i think there's some people out there who would like to see walker because you're a pot stirrer let's just call it oh, man you stir oh, the pot a little bit there's a ton of people that want me to go to the trade station for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i'm here for you to stick around didn't you actually like your character actually visited the actual train station right didn't you have a scene where you got out of the car and visited the the set where that's filmed uh yeah yeah i did yeah they, they've tried to take me to the train station several times <laughs> Is the cast familiar with the actual, like the theory is that that is built upon this little slice of land in Idaho where it's supposedly ungovernment land or, or unregulated land where you can get away with things like that. Is the cast familiar with that theory? Is there any truth to that, that it's based on that? Oh, I'm sure there's a little bit of truth in there. <laughs> okay. I definitely know it's a real spot. Ryan Bingham not sharing any secrets about season five of Yellowstone or, or Taylor Sheridan's mind. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, hey, man, I, I really, I really enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks for, for taking the time. Um, again, it's Lone River Ranch Water, and you can find it wherever you find great beverages. And Ryan's uh, going to be hopefully living through, it sounds like, season five of Yellowstone through um, this fall and into the spring. Uh, are you guys done filming? Uh, yeah, we are. For right now, we're done. Yep. Okay, great, great, great. So we look forward to, to seeing that this November, December, and, and onward from there. Thanks a ton, man. I really appreciate this. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. That's Ryan Bingham on behalf of Lone River Ranch Water talking about his character Walker from the Paramount Plus television show Yellowstone, now in its fifth season. I'm Madison Hager, and Ryan talked to Billy Dukes from parts unknown in the great American North, for more cast interviews, visit the Dutton Rules archives and tap follow for several more conversations with stars of this show coming soon. Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1923 podcast, is written by myself and Billy Dukes and produced by Billy Dukes with the help from Taste of Country writer Sterling Whitaker. More episode recaps and breakdowns coming each Monday. Please email staff at tasteofcountry.com if you have any questions or comments or if you're interested in sponsoring the Dutton Rules podcast. As always, Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1923 podcast, is another great Townsville Media podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.